With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I, I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't And by the way, gang, coming up this Saturday is our sold-out show in Brooklyn, New York at Union Hall. So if you didn't get tickets, you're missing us talking about Jupiter Ascending. You know, here I am in Rochester, New York. I'm yep. just some, some guy that's like, oh, man, when are they going to come to my town? And when, yeah. are they gonna be, when am I going to be able to see these clowns? Mm-hmm. Well, the clowns took the circus on the road. The circus is going on the road, gang. Next stop on the WHM summer tour is the Little Theater in Rochester, New York, Saturday night, July the 16th. Saturday night. Oh, yeah. We're talking 9 p.m. We're talking Turtles 3, by Mm. the way. A July Saturday night. I don't know how many buttons are going to be on that shirt, you guys. I don't know. It's Steve Sadak getting hot and sweaty in the summer months. They'll be popping off. (laughs) So you're going to go to the little.org, click on July the 16th. We are on the website. Tickets are on sale now. If you're in the vicinity of Rochester, if you're in Rochester, if you're a little far, get a bus ticket, man. Oh, yeah, because, you know, we, we're going to be hanging out after the show. That's right. We're going to find a, a bar to be announced in oh, the area. A little meet and greet. A little bit of a meet and greet. Little little mm-hmm. double WHM gathering of friends. We can't say juggalo. I don't we want, shouldn't say juggalos. I don't want any juggalos showing so, up. So, gathering of uh, 
Hadalos? <laughs> yes, the gathering of the Hadalos. <laughs> that sounds even worse. It does. Somehow that sounds worse than Juggalo. Oh, the gathering of the hate fans. Okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> sure. Can we say hate rally? No, we should oh, say no. <laughs> so listen, gang. The Little.org for tickets, Saturday, July 16th at 9 p.m. Oh, and they'll be new, very nice, brand new show posters. Oh, yeah. yeah that's those right. Those are really cool, you know? Tell them where you've been by buying a poster. <laughs> Visit thelittle.org for tickets. Now today, the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on with, my God, Speed 2 Cruise Control. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Now, this week, like we said at the top, before that theme song, uh, yeah, the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on. Talking about Speed 2 from 1997, directed by WHM, kind of regular at this point, Jan Bomb. Oh. Because he directed The Haunting, he directed right. Twister, and here we are at Speed 2. Snooze control. Somebody needed to say it. Somebody said it on uh, IMDb message boards when I just took it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, cite your sources. Honestly, though, if you are coming up with a sequel that's lazy and boring, why put cruise control in there? Cruise control is not is the opposite of speed, right? Like that's the whole gag. It's oh, like, right, oh yeah, yeah, I could just you know. It's like a maintained. Yeah, it's like I don't want to get pulled over. Better use cruise control to set it at a nice, you know, law-abiding pace. Quite the opposite of the first speed movie. Yikes! Where you had to be, what was it? Above fifty miles. Above fifty miles. Five, I think. Was it fifty-five? Mm, maybe I think it's, it's 50. fifty. Yeah, fifty's a little cleaner. Point is, you, 50 is a little sexier. You know, when is you're in a really? pitch, Eric, when you go into a Hollywood pitch meeting, you don't want to go in there with 55 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, Who's this fucking clown? Like, no, 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 no. No. You go in with 50 miles an hour. Like, that's an idea. Now, that's an idea. I could put on a poster. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and put it on a poster. They did. This was, I was saying to Eric before we went on the air, this is one of the first movies I remember being like, yeah, I'm going to skip this in theaters. I skipped this until last night. Ditto. Really? Yeah. You I both dodged this bullet? And that was a, a bit of a speedhead back then. That was that was on heavy rotation oh, oh, yeah, on the old VCR. Pills, you were always cleaning your house. <laughs> Poppers, so uppers, zips and zaps. Steve Sadak had all of it. <laughs> no, no, I meant, I meant the movie. Oh. I like the movie speed. Oh, I thought you were talking about amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> well, I feel like if you were on amphetamine, speed wouldn't be enough for you. Like, what <laughs> the fuck are we going back to Jeff Daniels for? <laughs> I gotta sit through Jeff Daniels' funeral. That is a sad scene in that movie. There's no one like here's the thing, spoiler alert from a nineteen ninety-four movie. When Jeff Daniels dies in that movie, it's like he hits like the tripwire in Dennis Hopper's house, and it's like he has that moment of like, oh, and well, like, mommy. Oh, he says mommy. No, right? no, he doesn't. No, but it's, <laughs> doesn't he? It's, no, a, it's says, a bug for the camera. He's, doesn't he say, it was just cans? <laughs> oh, oh, no, I think you're thinking of star Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. That's but, when he dies, right? Yeah. 
But when Jeff Daniels dies, you're like fucking sad because it's like a character you kind of like. Yeah. In this movie, in Speed 2 Cruise Control, not one of these fuckers would die and I'd blink. And you don't care about any character. You don't like any character. There's not a single likable person. I even hate the little deaf girl in this movie. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You know what? She needs to be in line with her parents. You know what? No mm-hmm. no one needs you gallivanting around a cruise ship and taking elevators also, for no reason. What are you talking <laughs> to these older men across from the hibachi grill for or whatever the hell they're at? Oh, when they're flirting in sign language, her and Jason Patrick? Yeah. Dude, there is a part in this movie where Jason Patrick saves this little girl's life, and she's like, oh, thanks for saving me. By the way, next month I'm going to be 15. Yikes. Yikes, movie. I don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yikes, because there's all this chaos around you. If there was a moment to strike, it's now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you, right from Jump Street, you know that this movie's going to be a disaster and you feel like the company kind of didn't care about it. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, or you, maybe you didn't notice, but I swear, at least on my Amazon stream, the 20th Century Fox theme song sounded out of tune. <laughs> it's like we have that little confidence in this movie. We're going to play the theme song wrong. By the way, speaking of 20th Century Fox, this movie's entering a nice little uh, a nice bucket you might call longer than Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, big time. That's what you want in a, a movie that's supposed to be fun and exciting and quick action, easy breezy. You know, fast-paced. What is also crazy about that is... Cruise ships are real. The Death Star is not. I feel like I know more about the Death Star after <laughs> Star Wars. Like, uh, what are the... Uh, what, there's no reason for it to being that long. No. And it doesn't handle its geography right. It's just I know nothing about this shit. cruise ship. Actually, better cruise ship movie, Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm, yeah. Yes. At least we're utilizing, like, different areas of the ship. Jason goes to the sauna. Jason goes to the dance club. There's the boxing gym. You know, there's the you know the the different rooms and whatnot. This is like a couple of cabin kills in that movie. Oh, a couple of cabin kills. This movie's like I think they're just redecorating the same cabin to yeah. make it look like Sandra Bullock's room, Willem Dafoe's room, there's the a bridge. Shop. Yeah, there's like a mall you sort of see, and like a dining room. I mean. This thing had money behind it. That first speed was super successful. Sure. Let's get the set of the Titanic and just, you know, modernize it a little bit. I feel, wait, wait. Modernize the Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. I feel like <laughs> when Keanu said no, that was a hole in the, in the hull of the boat that just, it could not, Fox was just like, you know, bailing out the entire time and it just didn't happen. And just because there's a thing in a contract that's like, hey, if this first movie's successful, like, we, you know, reserve the right to make a sequel and, like, force you to star in it, Sandra Bullock. It doesn't mean you have to do it. No, no. Actually, she did it to uh, finance Hope Floats. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, now, what is Hope Floats? Uh, it's one of those Sandra Bullock movies that I've never seen. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing she's walking around. It's autumn. Yeah. Maybe uh, she cries a little. She probably does. I mean, she probably talks to people, I'm going to guess. Oh, yeah, 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 talking. Is this, is Hope Floats uh, her and Harry Connick Jr., I believe? (sighs) Yes, because there's the other one, one if by boat, two if by sea or whatever. What the hell is that? Is that an alternate title for Speed (laughs) 2? Which is the one where it's her and Dennis Leary playing grifters? Oh, Oh, uh, 
Isn't it just it, called Two of By Sea? It is just Two of By Sea. Yeah. Oh, man. There are some, like, before she was famous Sandra Bullock movies that, like, shouldn't exist. And they definitely, because I was looking through her filmography last night, because, my God, watching this movie, I needed to be distracted. They do the thing on a lot of DVD covers. Like, sh- her first movie was, like, 87 or something. Yeah. All those movies where she's probably, like, a nothing bit character, but she's, like, an Oscar winner now. So the DVD's, like... And Academy Award winner, Sandra Bullock. And she's on this cover. And she probably realistically has like five minutes of screen well, time. Well, that's it. The cover to stealth. You would think that Jamie Foxx was the plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, my mind is like, oh, Jamie Foxx plays a plane. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Um, Netflix covers that we're getting into that world now. Because mm-hmm. like, which I don't understand. Like, you're not just porting the cover art. You want to like just make your own like little thumbnail cover, and usually they're terrible. They're absolutely yeah. terrible. The Netflix graphic department needs like a talking to. <laughs> well, I think it's all these these people sending it. You know the the uh, oh they're making fan art. <laughs> yeah, they're going off the, Tumblr. Just all these JPEGs. <laughs> indie distributors of film are basically fan art. It's sure. basically a deviant art page. <laughs> well, that's the way. Like the offices had like six. Yeah, they it rotate changes them. quite a bit. Like. You know what hasn't changed? Fucking Cheers. That's the same cover. Yep. Because why would you bother? It's Cheers. I know what it looks like. Uh, by the way, when Keanu dropped out of this movie, uh, Fox, I guess, ran a little negative spin campaign on him. Like oh, what? The, because he dropped out to do Devil's Advocate. Which I is thought he dropped out because he wanted to go on tour with Dogstar. That's what Keanu's saying is propaganda. What? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, Brian? <laughs> Did you tell the Hollywood Reporter that I was going on tour with Dogstar? God damn you, Brian! Dogstar is just a group of fans. We just kind of hang out sometimes. That's our poker group, Brian. Dude, I would love it if Dogstar was just like a fake thing that he used to hang out with people. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Unfortunately, I have all too real memories of Dogstar having like albums come out. I think Keanu played bass. Yes, I oh think he's a bass God. player. Yeah. I have no memory of Dogstar. Yeah, and I think that may be a Stan Brackage reference, like Dogstar right. Man. Maybe, I don't know. Right. I don't know the history of how the band got that name. Wait, so he dropped out to do Devil's Advocate, but yeah. it was like, Fox was like, he wants to go on tour with his band? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he probably was going on tour with his band anyway, and they're like, oh, that, that Keanu Reeves is just so busy with his band. It's like when you when like someone doesn't come to a family birthday party and <laughs> oh, your mom starts talking shit. Oh, you know yep, I mean? you never hear the oh, end of it. Oh, I guess movies can just drop dead then, huh? Is that how it is? <laughs> I guess that's how it is. But God, I mean, that Keanu Reeves, ever since he moved to the city, forget about <laughs> it, and that new girlfriend. We're not going to see him at Thanksgiving, I'll tell you that much. I'm movies. He never calls me anymore. <laughs> you know, you might as well skip Speed 3 if that's your attitude. Oh, man, do you think they were like, wow. maybe we'll get him back for the next one? What would it be? In space? It's, it has to be in space, right? Isn't that just what gravity was? <laughs> and I think this would be more like Airplane 2. <laughs> Speed 3, the sequel? <laughs> yeah, and they're, it's the first... Jetliner going to the moon. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. We have to get these people air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cohagen. <laughs> wow. I never thought I needed Keanu Reeves starring in Total Recall. Oh, yeah. They should sure. have got him instead of Colin Farrell. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> yeah, I can see it happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we start this movie with a high-speed motorcycle chase. Crosscut against Sandra Bullock taking a hilarious driving test. Oh yeah, in a in a classic car, a VW thing. <laughs> now I don't I don't know if you 
notice this car. And if you're going to watch the movie now after listening to this show, look at the car. Oh, what is that? Oh, this car is? Oh, it's just a Nazi Jeep. That they, <laughs> which is actually what Volkswagen reissued, and they just painted it fun colors. It was called The Thing? Yeah, it was called The VW Thing. Oh, that's stupid. How do you think she got her hands on this one? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we so, never know her last name. It's just Annie. Uh, don't they like give it in this movie? Oh, do they? I think that's a th- uh, Annie the, Lennox, the IMDb it's, Tribune, it's von Rippentrop. Yes, that's right. Actually, Annie von Rippentrop. <laughs> well, she's uh, Annie. Definitely has a type because Jason Patrick is really made up to look like Keanu Reeves in this movie. Oh, without question, we're talking similar haircut. Um, You're going so far as similar haircuts. Uh, and he's like chasing some dude who's driving a diaper truck I, <laughs> full of computers. <laughs> and you know what? Like, honestly, this is way like and they're like, all it is is just a bunch of stolen computers, which what? Nine grand tops. This does not <laughs> require a, a high speed chase. This is a manhunt. People can get, get murdered. People like, can die. It's like the Blues Brothers with the amount of cruisers that are staking this thing out and chasing it. Oh, we're we're blocking off roads. Yeah, like you know, you got to get them to cut through the canyon so we can cut them off at the pass. It's like, is it supercomputers? Is this like Bill Gates's personal property? Like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of crap in the back of a car. It's Junk, let him go. It's you know, <laughs> get all... the license and get him at the next town. And yep. you know what? We get we eventually see like these boxes tumbling off this truck, and they're just empty cardboard boxes that go nowhere. Show me computers smashing. They're just lo- boxes. They're just <laughs> empty boxes. <laughs> oh shit, dude! It's a decoy truck. The real computer trucks across town. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest fucking tease of this movie. One of my heroes, you know him, you love him, Joe Morton, the reprising his role as Mac. As Mac for like five seconds. Tops. There's like three shots of Joe Morton in this movie. Why bother? He should find a way on the boat. It's yes. like, oh, I want to bring my boss on my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you, are you on the boat? <laughs> That's my Jason Patrick impression. Because I'm just, bored of it. You gotta, you gotta sound sleepy and bored. Well, you feel bad for him, too, because he was like, I'll do this movie if you make a couple of script changes, supposedly, again. Oh, really? Citing sources the IMDb Tribune. What the fuck are you making script changes to get Jason Patrick to do a movie? I don't know. But then, like, he got to set, and they didn't make him, and he was he'd signed the papers. <laughs> We're all the dinosaurs! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> this boat isn't traveling through time! <laughs> What the fuck happened to my changes? And uh, when do we get to Skull Island? <laughs> Wait, there's no Skull Island? I'm not fighting Kong. Right, uh, when Robert England gets in, just let me know because I wanted to have breakfast with him. I want to talk about how he sees me as the new leader of the Dream Warriors. Wait, what's not happening? <laughs> oh, come on. What do you mean there's no Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Man, speed to Kruger control? <laughs> oh, yeah. Without question, oh, better dude, movie. The poster is Freddy Krueger with like a dog leash around his neck. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Going to make him heal. Yes, I like that. And I also, because like it would be Freddy Krueger trying to do something for money, I guess. Like, <laughs> to stay within the speed world. Like, right. You right. know, Freddy Krueger yeah. needs some money because, like, he got fired by the devil, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the devil let me go! And then he realized, oh, 30 wait. years of service down the tubes. Wait, what are janitors make nowadays? <laughs> oh, wages are stagnant. My God, a high school diploma is worthless. Oh! I could I could hijack their dreams for money. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the covers it's like Freddy Krueger on the cruise ship, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on vacation. I love it. I love all of it. So good. So much better than Speed 2 Cruise Control. Uh yeah, and then like I, as Annie is driving Tim Conway around, comedy legend Tim Conway just slumming it in this movie as the driving instructor, you know, and she's like a really bad driver or something, laughing my tits off at that, and you know, basically she's going through this whole story about like how nice her new boyfriend is and how her old boy, like, like it's just clearly I was surprised it didn't kill off Keanu in between the two, you right? Know what yeah. I mean? yeah, well, yeah, that's why I'm thinking they were hoping for speed three and trick him back in. Listen, kill Brian, <laughs> kill? fucking speed three, Brian. Seriously, yeah, I mean, just my partner's a dog. <laughs> oh man, that'd be good too. Canine, right? With speed. Yeah. But I was going to say, like, kill him off uh-huh. and have this movie being going after his killer. Yeah, kind. that's a good move. Like, anything. Like, you can tell when a sequel loses its star from the original and you can tell they're missing them is when, like, a returning character starts the movie by, like, incessantly talking about the character who's not there because yes, she's exactly. like, my old boyfriend Jack, blah, blah, blah. Relationships that begin out of extreme circumstances never allow, like the fucking thing from the last movie, which they repeat that line like three times in this movie. Like yep. the final line of speed is like all over this one. Fucking come, like you're so obviously missing You Keanu know what you Reeves. need to do in this movie, which I'm, it's, it's crystallizing now, is you lose your one star in right. Keanu. Right. But what you do is you flip it and you fucking go full on Ripley for speed two. And now it's Sandra Bullock. I've been here before. Yes. And she's taken down. That's what that's what it needs to happen. And honestly, when I rented this movie for the first time, I seriously thought that's what it was going to be. Yeah. I was like, she's been here before. Oh, cool. But the reality is she's like absent from this movie for a total of like 30 minutes. And then when she's in the movie, she's she's either being instructed exactly what to do by Jason Patrick or being punched in the face by Willem Dafoe. Right. Or the, or like learning how to defuse a grenade or whatever. But also like she's just a damsel in distress. Yeah, totally. It's so obnoxious. Like because even in the first movie, she's driving the bus. She's like doing the right. thing. Now, I haven't seen Speed in a while. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, this caused some debate in my house last night. She wasn't the bus driver, right? Was she just thrust into that position? The bus driver gets like shot or something. Okay, yes. good. That's Sam what I thought. Sam gets shot. Sam! Oh, oh wow, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've seen Speed a few times. Is it a thing where she's like buddies with the bus driver? Yeah, they're, oh, everyone's yeah, buddies with, with the bus driver. Yeah, they're all miserable wretches. <laughs> It's like that That's movie Heart and Souls with Robert Downey Jr. where all those people are miserable on the bus and they all die. I'll take your word for it, but... Dude, that's a guilty pleasure Andrew Jupin rom-com. Oh, that actually... Because it's like a ghost rom-com. <laughs> he's got a couple of ghost rom-coms, right? Is he's he in... really? Who, RDJ? Yeah, he's in that one, and then isn't he the one where it's like, oh, uh... I... Ghost? That was Patrick Swayze. No, he's I think you're thinking like... of 
Goes, what was it? Ghost Gozer, of Go- the, uh, the, <laughs> Gozer, Gozer the Magnificent. Gozer the Gozerian? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you take this woman <laughs> to be your lawful bride? Wait, what movie? It's, Where he's it's a Robin Daddy Jr. And he's like, no, no, he's like the reincarnated so-and-so. And like some old ladies try to fuck him. Or not old lady, but like in her 40s. That's Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you thinking of Sir Richard Attenborough's <laughs> Chaplin? No, incorrect. Someone right into the mailbag. I thought, isn't that, that's kind of part of Heart and Souls, though. Like, because the ghosts, like, go into him, I think. Yeah, I know. And he takes on different personas. Now, I right, now I'm, I'm getting it. You can keep talking about Gozer. No, but maybe you were thinking of... Gozerian? <laughs> the ghost of girlfriend's past. Right now, McConaughey, is he... <laughs> Is he, a, <laughs> is he a ghost or are the no. girls ghosts? They're all dead girls. I he think dated? it's a Christmas tale or a Christmas story. What is it? It's a Christmas no, it's, Carol. No, it's Ted Bundy. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I think that Ghost of Girlfriends Pass is a movie where it's like a Christmas Carol, and he's like a Scrooge type thing. And and what, it's like see right. how you fucked up with ladies over oh, your lifetime. Oh, so it's oh, it's like the, the the ghost of the past that shows you right. Yes, yeah, okay. it's all in the past. There, is there? Ghost of Girlfriend's Future? Ooh, I don't know. I didn't see it. Uh, it didn't make a nickel, so probably not. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Steve is still looking this thing up, but like, just another thing about the, the intro to this movie and whatnot is um, she's telling this story about Keanu Reeves getting her a birthday present, and he, she's like, my last boyfriend, Jack, for my birthday, bought me pepper spray. I thought it was perfume, and I ended up in the emergency room. How do you not know what perfume is versus what pepper spray is? I just thought it was a manly perfume. <laughs> sex Panther? Yeah. Paul Rudd's Sex Panther? <laughs> I mean, this chase scene ends, like, she crashes a car into the police car. Like, their two, like, chases right. come to a head. They yeah. run into each other. Yeah, that's just good screenwriting. It's... <laughs> And the whole time she's like, oh, my new boyfriend is like a beach cop. All I'm thinking about at this point, by the way, is watching the USA Network's Pacific Blue. You remember that show? Mario Lopez as a bike cop on the beach. How has that not turned into a movie at this point? Right, uh, yeah. I think they tried to do that with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It was that, what was it, High Rush. Velocity? Rush, yeah. Premium, premium Rush. Premium, premium blend. <laughs> So you got this movie? It's called Chances Are. Oh, Chances Are. Yeah, yeah. Ryan uh, Ryan O'Neill, I think, dies or something, and he comes. That's back all right. As, yeah. And he comes back as RDJ and starts laying pipe on old ladies. Well, he, yeah, like Sybil Shepherd's trying to get in there. Well, yeah. What what hasn't she tried to get into? <laughs> she didn't try to get into Speed Two Cruise Control. <laughs> that would be great if Sybil Shepherd was if there was like a touring company like doing a production of something. <laughs> Uh, so, like, yeah, the weird thing is, like, so she confronts, he's like, oh, he's a bike cop, blah, blah, blah. Right. But he's a sociopathic liar. Sure. Right. Which is creepy. Oh, and yeah. He's really like a super cop because he's driving this motorcycle. And by this point, he jumps off of it and basically throws the motorcycle into this van to stop it. Right. And Joe Morton, by the way, even has some line that's like, Hey, Jason Patrick, this guy's like kind of low on the list, so no reason to like go crazy with this one. Like, yeah. please don't crash this motorcycle, yes. et cetera. Um, but so she she's like talking to Tim Conway, like, oh, my boyfriend's a beach cop and whatever. And then he comes up right behind her, like covered in sweat, like, oh, how was the driving test? And you have some like cop, this like glorified extra that's like, 
oh man, you're the fucking wild machine. <laughs> he's like from this like Brooklyn Jamoke comes up from nowhere. He's like, oh, that's a fucking guy I'm talking about. Look at this fucking jabroni over here. <laughs> like, what are you talking? You're in Los Angeles. What is this guy doing in this movie? Then, I hate when that happens in movies, man. And she has this weird line that's like, she says, like, you told me you're not on the Suicide Squad. Oh. And you know what I was thinking about? Queen songs? No. I was <laughs> thinking about DC's Suicide Squad, right? Out in theaters in August, right? right? Imagine if it was all those guys, all those famous villains. That, like, Lizard Man? Right. Lizard Man. Is that Killer Croc? That is Killer Croc. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And hey, that's Jason neat. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, they as, all have, as, like... As, as this speed do character. <laughs> Oh, the Joker, the Killer Croc, uh, Katana, and Speed Two, <laughs> and Speed Two's Jason Patrick. His power is making people take a nap in front of their TV for two hours and five minutes. He's gonna he's gonna drive that sequel right into the fucking walls. What he's gonna do in ninety eight <laughs> miles an hour? Well, isn't um. Uh, what's his name? Joel Kinnaman. Yep. In the movie, isn't he like a normal person who's yes. like tasked with? organizing them or whatnot, mm-hmm. handling them. Yeah. That could be this Jason Patrick character. And then they kill him instantly, and then they have to bring in a tough guy, Joel Kinnaman. Mm. <laughs> That's what you do. Burial at sea for that guy, right? <laughs> I think that uh, Jason Patrick could have been a pretty good RoboCop. Oh, may- you know what? Maybe. Like post-brain injury Murphy, right? right? Keep, keep the helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a helmet of the whole time kind of deal. Yeah. Like for all those flashbacks and shit, I don't know. Keep that to a minimum. Less Jason Patrick screen time. <laughs> so uh, Sandra's all upset and whatnot. She should break up with this. Dude. Right then and there. The last thing you want to do, ladies and gentlemen, is when you find out that your uh, boyfriend, your partner has been serially lying to you, is to get on a boat with that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you, you know what happens on boats. You get pushed off. Yeah. You go for a swim. The Deep drink. dive. <laughs> This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling a dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Uh, so she's like, I'm so mad at you right now. And he's like, oh, well, good thing I brought these to work with me today. Here's two tickets for a cruise. I'm like, leave that in the duffel bag back at the precinct. Yes, that's a locker situation. Why are these cruise tickets in your fucking bulletproof vest? Why are you doing that when you're riding on a motorcycle 100 miles an hour? You lose those tickets, man. You want to talk about non-refundable. What's that, like seven grand down the drain? Oh. Cruises aren't cheap. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, well, one of the good ones. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll check on my phone. Hold Anybody on. ever been on a cruise? I have been on a cruise. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, I, did you get the neurovirus? No, that was before people were getting that that classic gag. Uh, <laughs> no, it was in the it was in the, the early aughts. Uh huh. Went on a family cruise. We did like a split. It was like half the vacay in uh, Disney World. And then oh. we went on a, a cruise ship that was all Looney Tunes characters. Oh, it was not oh. the big red boat? It was the big red boat, yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> uh, uh, well, actually, I'll tell you, there was an instance where it was like weird. Like, I was a teenager at the time. I like, kind of aged out of Disney World and whatnot. I'd never sure. been there. So it was like, yeah, it was fine, you know. But we go on this cruise ship, and I was like, all right, that's cool. Buffets. Hey, look, here's a little fucking fat teenager buffet time. <laughs> Not enough fat teenagers in this movie. But you need them. Oh, you need yeah, them. especially for the body count. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, there was this one time where it was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to leave dinner and go up and, you know, do whatever activities. Uh, and I go to go on the elevator, and I must have, like, accidentally gotten over to, like, a staff elevator or something. Door swings open. It's a, this is the big red boat, so there's all these like Looney Tunes characters dancing around and shit. There is a dude playing Marvin the Martian with the <laughs> helmet off, and he's holding the head of the costume like under his arm. And the door opens, and I'm like, "Oh, you're you're breaking the reality right now." And the guy's looking at me like, "Oh no!" And then like I didn't get on, and the doors just closed. <laughs> Is this movie better or worse if Willem Dafoe is playing a guy playing Marvin the Mar- Martian that happens to be a terrorist? You know it's better. <laughs> you so do know the answer to that question. It's definitely better. I'm on in three. 
Sorry, boys. Showtime. Yeah, exactly. Like inside the helmets, all the bombs or whatever. <laughs> well, see, it would be great, right? Like he goes up against Jason Patrick and like Jason Patrick bumps into Marvin the Martian. And he's like, watch where you're going, stupid creature and whatever. And then like he starts pushing him back. And it's like, oh, man, is this guy going to fight a costumed right. character? And, Get and your ass to Mars. Yeah. And then like, you know, he pulls out a gun and it's like Marvin the Martian holding a pistol on him. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then he takes off his head and he's doing his Willem Dafoe witch laugh. <laughs> that's what he's got, right? Yeah. That's a witch laugh. Yeah, of course, it's a, it's a nice cackle. <laughs> so yeah, this woman uh, against every, like, all of her friends must have been like, don't get on a boat with this guy. Like, he did what? Oh, you're, well, I mean, we understand a free vacation, but don't get on a boat with this guy. Uh, against all, so th- we're on the boat and... Willem Dafoe is looking for these golf clubs. Like the first thing you see is like, he, he grabs this little bellboy and he's like, "I'm very upset right now." And you're like, "What are you talking about, Willem Dafoe?" And like, uh, uh, basically, he's waiting for my. He's like, "Where are my fucking golf clubs? You misplaced them, and I demanded you find them." And then the guy's like, "Oh, this obnoxious bellhop character that you just want to see dipped in acid." <laughs> Is just like, oh, we found them. I'm going to take care of this nice little couple right here. And then I'm going to come up to your room with your golf clubs. And he's like, they're very important to me. (laughs) They're definitely golf clubs and not instruments for terrorism. And then he goes into his room, closes the door, releases a bag full of eels. or or Leeches. Leeches, (laughs) like little jars of leeches. like... Well, boys, we made it. And it's like, what am I watching? Oh, man, it's so awesome. Because what does he say? He's like, time to wake up, boys. <laughs> and you're like, ew, where are you putting those? <laughs> oh, man. I was like, what's this movie rated? Quick check. Really, they are trying to do everything on a cruise ship, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants to come to my cabin for some dick leeches? <laughs> <laughs> There, the great thing about it is it leeches onto my boner, right? So I can so I can stay harder longer because it's kind of siphoning off the hard on a little bit, you know. It's like a give and take. Honey, let's go to the midnight buffet instead. Sure, sure. I'm not as hard as I normally am without the leeches, but <laughs> it's sustained. Small like, price to pay, boy. Yeah, you're right. I think uh, Willem Dafoe is somebody that catalogs his erections. Oh, uh, sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, that was a good one. 89. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out a moleskin notebook. <laughs> January 13th, 1994. Zero. <laughs> that was a sad day for me and the leeches. <laughs> there was an episode of My Strange Addiction. Where oh, is that the show where people are like eating toilet paper? That's and like shit? the entire show. Is people I've, every episode someone is eating toilet paper? I think paper. I only saw one episode when someone was like, "I want to fuck a building." <laughs> <laughs> it oh, can't work, look- but I'll rub it. Quick recommendation: I think we've brought it up on this show before. I married the Eiffel Tower. Oh, yeah. oh that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, which is a great oh, film. that's what you were thinking of. Yeah, a classic weirdo doc man. <laughs> These but, fucking people have problems. Well, it's a romantic icon. 
<laughs> but my uh, strange addiction, it's a guy that's addicted to having leeches on him every day. Like, oh. he thinks it's like, uh, he's like this weird, like, uh, eccentric guy. He's like, oh, you oh. don't say? <laughs> he's like, oh, it takes away all the toxins from my body. Like, one of those weirdos. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, those things where it's like, oh, you just put those, like, pads on your feet that you bought off the TV at 3 a.m. <laughs> they suck all the toxins right out. Mm-hmm. Slash somehow also probably give you brain cancer. <laughs> Which enables you to buy more. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, Sandy and uh, uh, Jason Patrick getting a drink. Uh, Sandy talks to Willem Dafoe at the bar for a second. You don't even see this conversation, which you want to see it, right? Because uh, it's like the two actors that I know better. That I than... could watch in a movie? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, can we please hear what they have to say? Oh, what's that? I'm just going to watch Jason Patrick brood at them? Oh, he's stewing about it. I'm going to kill her. Oh my God, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. She gets back and she's like, oh, here's your drink. He's like, oh, what does your new boyfriend have to say? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is getting real aggressive real quick. <laughs> You're <laughs> on a boat with this dude. Listen, Sandra Bullock, make some fucking friends. He's been lying to you this whole time. You don't even Anything you know about this guy is probably a lie. Right. But this guy puts leeches on his dick. I just found out. It's exciting. That's what, oh, that's what he's leading with? Like, hey, you got to come back to my room and meet the boys. <laughs> meet the gang. Got a team of boys back at my cabin. They really I, do a number on me. I call them the Boondock Saints. Because <laughs> they totally suck. <laughs> Me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Duffy! <laughs> this one's Duffy, and this one's little Norman Reedus. <laughs> He's the strongest out of all of them. <laughs> My apologies for Willem Dafoe. You don't sound like Stanley, but you kind of do. <laughs> and yeah. th- this wily little one is Billy Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those movies suck a dog's ass. Uh-huh. Huh. Well, just I had to get that out. Um, so Willem Dafoe gets his golf clubs. And here's the thing. I don't know what Willem Dafoe's doing in this movie. Not I don't know what all. he's actually physically in the movie for, but I don't know what his character's up to. Well, I just bought a boat, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into that motivation, right? Because apparently it's he worked for the cruise company to develop this, like, Guidance system. Yeah, Literally the cruise control. The, he developed <laughs> the titular cruise control. And it's so annoying, too, because like the captain goes into the bridge, and it's just like, good morning, captain. Let's use the interactive menu to captain the ship today. Yeah, it's one of those, like, see, driving a cruise ship's pretty easy, isn't it? No, it's not. That's involved movie. And apparently the cruise company... Fired Willem Dafoe when he got sick. So is this why the leeches are happening? This is so as Willem Dafoe explains it across seven different scenes. <laughs> he worked night and day on a computer to program this this uh, guidance system, the cruise control. That's why you get two programmers, by the way. But you, you go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Steve. Uh, <laughs> and he says something, and I don't know if this is true or not, and uh, you know. I feel like it's not, but who knows that like, you know, I live night and day in front of this computer and it made me sick and he got some sort of like blood poisoning from the magnetism of these computers. Yeah, okay. And so then like instead of paying for his health care, like the cruise company fired him and the leeches sucked the copper out of his blood, which like keeps him alive longer. What in the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I, I listen. 
I didn't write the movie. This I'm just is, telling you what Willem Dafoe no, told no, me last night. No, he's the most boring person in Suicide Squad, I think. <laughs> I'm the leech. Get sucking, boys. <laughs> I sit in the back while the guys do their stuff, and I, <laughs> I get the copper out of my blood. <laughs> I stand in the back of the Suicide Squad and uh, catalog my boners. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Joker, want to have a laugh-off? <laughs> oh, man. Willem Dafoe could have played the Joker. He could, no, you know what? I did the Green Goblin. They were like, no, nah, that's it. You, you, yeah. Once you, once you, you sign off. No here's, no, here's the thing. Once you reboot it three times, you can be whatever you want to be. That's fair. Has there ever been comic There's, book expert Steve Sadak, um, like an old Joker story? Uh yeah, I'm sure there's been. I right? mean, well, the Dark Knight, uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, Batman, 1989. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? You got me there. <laughs> no, he's only 62 in that movie. <laughs> it's great. The, Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I mean, that would be cool if he was like, if. This dumbass Jared Leto thing. Well, presumably dumbass. Don't, yeah, well, don't know. I don't know. Well, you're going to get letters. I know, no. but I'm saying. I'm saying. You I'm can, just you saying. You went in to hate it. Uh, you went in there hating it. <laughs> Read a fucking comic book. You went right in wanting to hate it. Yeah. I, I, I have eyeballs and I don't <laughs> like things. I think that Jared Leto looks particularly stupid. I don't know if it's going to be terrible, but... If that didn't mm-hmm. exist, what I'm saying is you could have this standalone old Bruce Wayne movie uh, and have Willem Dafoe play this older Joker. Well, this is, that's a Dark Knight Returns movie that you, everybody always wants. Nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to get it. Maybe maybe Bale will do it when he's like 60. You know, oh, no Bale's one comes, not coming back. Bale might Bale's come. long gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's the yeah, truth. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, everyone wants him back, but he's not coming back. So we got um, a couple of wily supporting characters on this cruise ship, including such luminaries as the fat guy from Friends <laughs> and Wayne's World, who's yeah. been around. He's a pretty funny dude. He is. He's a very funny person. Uh, <laughs> uh, Patricia Darbo, I believe her name is, from... Um, Step by step, she played Suzanne Summers' sister yes, yeah. at the hair salon. She's floating around in this movie. You know what's kind of hilarious about that step by step hair salon is eventually they close. It was always in the kitchen. Yeah, off go, the kitchen. You yep. go into the right, go right, and you go right into the hair salon. But eventually that door just closed forever, and then uh, they just kind of <laughs> forgot that that happened. Wasn't someone living there though for a while? Well, I feel no. The code man was living like in a truck outside. The like, code this- man had his fucking creep van out in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Step by Step. Oh, really? Yeah. Do, were you not a fan of the TGIF lineup in the nineteen nineties? Wow, no, I was. Uh... Putting leeches on my dick on Friday night. <laughs> putting leeches on your dick watching Highlander 2 on a shag carpet? No, exactly. I was, watch, I was watching important films. <laughs> yeah, I never watched the, uh, the Friday Wait, night Wait, so lineup. have you, like, never seen Urkel? Like, I've prime Urkel? Only a handful. Really? really? Only wow. a handful, yeah. I think I spent the better part of a decade watching The Adventures of Steve Urkel. Uh, wait, wait till it was way too late. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It was like... There had been more than one Steve Urkel robot, <laughs> and I was still watching it. There I, was an Urkelbot 2.0. I feel like if you did open that door that used to hold 
the salon though, like a big fucking sandworm got you. <laughs> like in the, in the last season of Step by Step, you walk out and you're in the middle of sand and a sandworm gets you. The later years of that show did the biggest fucking sin of all time and gave them more kids. Whatever. Like man. she got pregnant and had twins or something. Are like, how many do you fucking need? It's already a crass Brady bunch. That's what I'm sold on. I don't need more of these little mongrels. Ugh. Remember the one girl had a pet pig? Yeah, well, they did everything on that show. <laughs> uh, so Speed 2, what else we got? Oh, we got Django Fett as part of the crew. Oh, man. Tamora Morrison. He's awful. <laughs> he is. He truly is awful. Terrible. He's I, so bad in this movie. He's, he's awful. And I, but I think you could, you could sell me on a Tamora Morrison as like right now as like an aged cop. Like an aged New Zealand cop. Oh, that, sure. That, that, that that gets killed in the first five minutes, right? Because <laughs> then I'm on board. But no, I Sam can't. Jackson decapitates him at the end of the movie. He's not in the movie. That's also, yeah, his career got decapitated, too. I looked him up on IMDb last night. Yeah, nothing. He was like some random Scorpion King sequel. Oh, Man, dude, there's, there's like a baker's dozen of secret dude. Scorpion King movies. <laughs> Django Fett is firmly in the grave looking at, <laughs> looking at IMDb. You know, that's what he should be fucking like. You know, stick it into the flight of the Concords and something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's that a fun, fun. movie. Sure. Yeah. Hey, by the way, quick plug for New, New Zealand cinema. The new uh, Taika Waititi movie, the guy who did What We Do in the Shadows, and he's uh, doing the new Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, Hunt for the Wilder People with Sam Neill. Fucking awesome movie coming out this summer. You Total recommend. Just I don't, I don't I saw it the other day and I have to oh, plug what, it. Now what now what is Sam Neill doing in that? No dinosaurs, huh? No, he's <laughs> uh it's kinda like he he and his wife adopt this kid uh who's like kinda like a problem child not like junior problem <laughs> child. It's like a it's like an at risk like shelter yeah. kid. Uh, and then like it's they, still funny. They go on this adventure in like the bush kind of a thing. Oh, okay. It's fucking awesome. But Tim R. Morrison is terrible in this movie. Yes. He's terrible in everything. He's movie. terrible in those prequels. Yeah, he is he's bad in those movies. Awful. He's a bit movies. he's a bit doughy. Yeah, yeah. I was thick. noticing that too. I mean, Django Fett now now I'm th- he was kind of dumpy. The Mandalorian kind of dump- girdle you're thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then I'm just like looking at his doughy body in this I'm, I'm body shaming Django Fett big time. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would they use him? To clone for these stormtroopers. Well, yeah. you just need the or DNA. I mean, you got to keep... Clone troopers, pardon me. Oh, yeah, please. Yes. Clone troopers. Bite my tongue. Uh, you know, you just make sure all those clones are, you know, doing a fitness regimen and not watching fucking Urkel. But apparently it didn't work because they all look <laughs> like him and they all got the love handles. <laughs> Are you seeing a lot of clone troopers with their shirt off in that movie? I miss that. If you play your cards right. <laughs> oh, what, if I'm reading your slash fiction, I guess. You want a clone army to be a football team, right. not a fantasy Rug- football team. team. You Rugby know what I mean? <laughs> I just oh, keep boy. those clones away from Urkel, man. I was hypnotized for a decade. Brainwashed. Oh, man. So- Welcome, Django Fett. Here is your... Bag of Doritos. <laughs> we've we've got all of the flavors for you and all of your clones. Good spicy Thai chili, my favorite. 
Munch. Munch, munch, munch. Well, he's like the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, so he gets whatever he wants. Any Dorita chip in the book. Any, any, uh, listen, carrot cake, any size. No carrot cake is too big for the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. <laughs> it's got to be as big as the slave one. Yes. He's got a little, like, a little, uh, 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 a little notch in his helmet that opens up so he can eat while he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well with the amount of times he takes that fucking helmet off. In those oh free man, clothes. Eric's getting all stewed up. <laughs> sorry, you know, I'm sorry for uh, t- you know diverging us down. That's this what there's nothing in this movie. Django so Will- Willem Dafoe, <laughs> Django Fat. How did it take us that long to get there? Yeah, we've been talking about it for ten minutes. We finally got to Django Fat, and you know, you know. It's okay. We're we're just as Django fat. Oh, we're, we're, Django, <laughs> we're Django fatter. As the next club. Yes, exactly. So Willem Dafoe gets those golf clubs, and he starts unscrewing them, and there's all sorts of terrorist gear inside them. Which, you know, like, the thing is, in the first movie, it made sense. Like, uh, Hopper was a bomb squad guy. He makes a lot of good bombs. Right. This guy just knows about cruise ships, and he's got this, like, James Bond set of uh, fucking golf clubs. Yeah, where, like, the golf balls have, like, little sulfur bombs in them. You know, he's... Little, uns- little golf balls. Oh, yeah. Should have had these when I played the Green Goblin. <laughs> boom, boom, Spider-Man. Avenge me! It would have made sense. As a head of industry, he would be playing golf all the time. Oh, mm. yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, So he, like... You know, unscrews all this, like, hidden computer equipment and hacks into the mainframe. Long story short, he takes over this cruise ship. And then he kills the captain with a lamp, which is good. <laughs> it's a lamp attached to the boat. The captain could have, I don't know, walked away from it. <laughs> like, really, like, it's this, this captain's death is his own fault because he keeps coming after that well, swinging lamp. Because, like, uh, he, he's about to address the whole, uh, uh, there's a big gala going on downstairs, so he gets at his, his nines, you know. That's, we're, on, that's, we're set listen, to cruise control anyway. It's cruise ship tradition. Sure. That the captain comes down and has dinner in the dining room with you, at least once. So he's about to do that, and Willem Dafoe's in front of this, like, swinging desk lamp, and he's just like, (laughs) it's like a fucking Pixar movie, and he's like, come on. Hey, hey, get closer to this lamp, and the guy should have been like, no, you creep. Yeah, I'm just gonna run away from you. But he just knocks him over the boat. And this is like, you know, right before he does it, you get part of like, I designed this, and you fucking fired me, Carnival Cruise Line. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever. And so this dude just goes over, and it's like bad CGI. Speaking of Carnival Cruise Line, there's that creepy uh, commercial of... Uh, it's it's You get a wake-up call. It, it, no, I'm sorry. You get a wake-up call. You're at Disney World, right? Yeah. And it's goofy. Want to play a game? Yuck. No, he's like, it's time to wake up. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Goofy it, knows my schedule. It's too early for that, Goofy. You know what, man? <laughs> Just... Yeah, exactly. No, you want to play a game? <laughs> time to get up and get to the gym, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Time to die. <laughs> oh, you sleep pretty. <laughs> That's a little bit of a skippy outfit you wear in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a winky dink. I sleep naked too, a yuck. <laughs> I saw your winky dink. <laughs> oh, no. Goofy's calling from inside the boat. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And the thing is, Jason Patrick keeps trying to to uh, uh, propose oh, to Sandra right. Bullock, and, he's and I'm just some... I'm biting my nails as to whether or not that's going to happen because I care so much about these two lovebirds. It drives me nuts. <laughs> He's like carrying this ring around everywhere. Like, oh my god, is this the perfect moment? And he's a maniac. He is. I'm like, yep. Yeah, thank God he keeps getting thwarted. There's no evidence that he had that haircut in the beginning of the relationship. And what I'm thinking is, you know, <laughs> she's like, oh, my ex boyfriend Jack. It was a really crazy, intense relationship, but it ended. Yeah. And he he looks up the pictures. Are you he, thinking like he he was an actual beach bike cop? Now he started doing all this crazy shit to be. More oh, like, like he he signed up to be on the Suicide Squad. Yeah. He got the haircut. Right? Is he gonna be like, hey, why don't you start calling me Jack if it makes it easier for He's, you? He starts hanging out with Bill Pullman because he looks enough like Jeff Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if ever a movie needed the cinematic savior that is Bill Pullman. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because, by the way, Sandy Bullock and uh, Bill Pullman and While You Were Sleeping, chemistry across Mm -hmm. the board. Chemistry as far as the eye can see. Not these two. It's like watching two dead bodies flirt with each other. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Subtitle to While You Were Sleeping, uh, with Peter Gallagher's face on the cover, your eyebrows kept growing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like a corpse, you know? Your hair grows uh, long after your heart stops and your brain dies. Mm-hmm. That is true. And your fingernails. Those Are eyebrows you? get going. <laughs> but, yeah, they, oh, they oh, have no God. chemistry you whatsoever. This made me think of what it's going to look like when Martin Scorsese's been dead a while. <laughs> yeah, pray for cremation. Those eyebrows might take over the world. <laughs> They'll at least open the casket. Anyway, what you were saying? Um, uh, yeah, they have no chemistry, right? They're but they're a bunch of fucking sticks. It's horrible. Of st- they don't. I, even, they don't even have biology. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Uh, yeah, like they're like dancing together, and it's like it might as well be like eighth grade holding hips dancing. Like they just they just so don't want to be close to each other, and even to to. to nail that point home is he gets food poisoning or something he gets seasick oh right yeah because they're supposed to like get down to fucking uh and then it's like cut to her in the cabin watching lolita yeah and he's there's like puke all over the bed <laughs> and there's a bucket with puke in it cool yeah um <laughs> can the movie just stay focused on the tv for the rest of the running time yeah, yeah i'd rather watch a stanley kubrick movie thank <laughs> you, you. Can, you Hey, neighbor, you watching Lolita too? <laughs> Me and the leeches are watching, and why don't you come on over? Fondling my Benoit balls. <laughs> I give it four sucks up. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, Reggie, you're getting a little handsy. Oh, Tone it down, boys. Oh, boy. T- yeah, relax, Humbear. Oh, and you relax, Humbear. <laughs> I love the movie Lolita. Does that make me weird? <laughs> <laughs> I watch it with my leeches. Speaking of Lolita, this is around the time he also had he flirts with that deaf girl. Right? Yeah, she's like uh, like they're signing like across the dining room. Right? Because uh, he he always wanted to learn another language, so he learned sign language. Okay. Sure, which you is know what? fine, which is fine. But no, like... no, no, it's not fine because I, no one <laughs> no one fucking does that. It's like. I had a deaf sister. I've got a, you know, some sort of deaf relative, some type a deaf of friend. Purpose. Although maybe he's learning it so he can lure someone that maybe can't talk. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That right? could be. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a good idea if you uh, work on the bomb squad to to learn sign language just in case, <laughs> right? Right. Well, you're you're so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. 
But this is the Suicide Squad. That's it's not right. the Bomb Squad. All right, they leave. They leave everyone behind if stuff goes wrong. <laughs> He's not chasing a you know a truck full of bombs, which would make sense. He's chasing a truck full of junk computer think, wait, parts. Think about how much more exciting if there was a bomb truck going to like downtown Los Angeles or something at the start of this movie. Yeah, sure. God damn it! Of course. <laughs> So, um, uh, sign language, by the way, doesn't like you would expect that to be like the end of the movie. Is like he uses sign language to and trick some, the guy. Yes, that's like a movie thing you would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that doesn't happen here. No, of it's it's just it's just useless. Well, and they, well, aside from Luring letting this little girl hit on him, right? Because like Sandra Bullock's like, what is she saying to you? And he's like, oh. But, but think about this. He had to initiate that conversation, right? That's true, yeah. Right? What, yeah, he starts she off. No. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's fucked up. But <laughs> it's not, it's totally innocent. Yeah, she, he's just like, you know, you're having a good time. Like, yeah. he's, he signs out, like, my name, you know, he spells sure. out his name and whatnot. Okay. Here, what I want you to do, Steve, uh-huh. is sure. next time you're on vacation with your lady, <laughs> okay. start chatting up a 14 year old girl. <laughs> And see if she says anything about it. And then you can just say, it's innocent. It's innocent. Well, the you other... want to watch Lolita? <laughs> I brought the leeches. God, it's disgusting. Well, it's also weird because, like, San... so Sandy's like, what is she saying to you? And he's like, uh, she says that you're very beautiful. She wants to know if you're my sister. And Sandra Bullock's got to be like, oh, let her down easy. Yeah. And so like, he signs back like, it's my girlfriend or whatever. And she's like, harumph. <laughs> she gets all teen angsty about it. So Defoe takes over the boat. Yes. Um, uh, and at one point I thought, and this is kind of a better movie, like, I thought Timor Morrison was his uh, henchman. Because he's like, yes, yep, right. There's like, one point where he's twist. like telling him, yeah, he's telling him what to say, or it sounds like he's telling him what to say. Like that, it makes no sense. What he's doing is like guessing what the conversation's gonna be. Yeah, but it sounds like he's got an earpiece in, and or like maybe he he's... probably does just to be fed his lines. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's trash. No, Defoe, Defoe does have a line into like he is oh, listening okay. to them. He's just anticipating what they're going to say. That's useless. It sure is. Because I was just as confused. I was like, oh, is he talking to one of them? Yeah. Because that's, you know, what you do in movies. When that's happening, that's like movie language for he's telling him what to say. Characters communicating. Yeah. (laughs) Not like I have to guess that he's guessing what they're going to say. This is a movie, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he takes over the boat and um, it's. And now Timor Morrison, and then this Scottish guy, yeah, he's who's an engineer or something, some like, young hunk, yeah. And it's basically a very Scotty kind of thing. This guy's always talking about the power and what have mm. you. Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that. That yeah. is kind of weird. He's called, looking where the captain might be or not might be. <laughs> right, always looking for the captain. So he has to have uh, Tim, Timor. Uh, Willem Dafoe's like, I've got command of this ship, Captain Django Fett, and now you better <laughs> take everybody out of here. That's what's weird. Evacuate the, the two weirdest things. He doesn't have a team of like henchmen. Yes, which he needs. Super criminals. They've all got to be crooked. And it would be great just to up the body count because again, that captain died. That's about it. Killed by lamp, by the way. <laughs> he, he, well, not even killed by lamp. Thrusted into the water by lamp, and then the most boring death of all. Off-screen drowning. Yeah, just yeah. sucked under the boat. Because he is awkwardly, like, when he falls off the boat, he starts, like, swimming toward it. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, go the other way. Like, <laughs> yes, you're going to be lost at sea, 
But the other option is getting sucked under the huge cruise ship and chopped to pieces. That That's I what happens to, to that guy. But also, show me that. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, know. here's the thing. We're dealing with 1997 That's... CGI turbine animation. That's true. It's tough. That's some tough aging. Stick around, chum. <laughs> But so, like, yeah, he does. He doesn't have henchmen, and then he's immediately like, when he takes control of the situation, is like, "All right, everybody, now get to safety." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> you're yeah. supposed to be the madman. Like, you have to start saying something about like, the I'll hostages. execute one person every yep. whatever the fuck. Like, do anything to make him a villain." And also, here's something: if I'm the parents of a a, a girl with special needs, a, a deaf girl, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm going to wander the boat." These people get on this life raft immediately. But like they it's, sure it's amazing do. like you never leave your deaf or no nothing. It's just like your kids away from you and that you have to evacuate the I boat. I don't know, dude, it's insurance policy. <laughs> but they're like, "Oh, ah uh, well, too bad for us. They're like, "Oh, she's probably in the other lifeboat. Let's just get in this one." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." no. And that's what kills me cuz like, yeah, what a gross assumption that like, well, it's a cruise ship, how far could she go? Well, she could fall overboard. Yep. She could be fucking kidnapped and put in some weirdo's cabin. Sure. Anything could happen to this person. They're like, oh, she's just mad at us because the the dad, like, shit-talked her outfit and said she looked like a clown. <laughs> Which is, good. wow, great job, Dad. Yeah, totally. It's just a little girl wearing a dress. <laughs> she's got, like, a colorful tutu on, and he's like, I will not have this on this fancy cruise we're on. Yeah, fancy cruise well i am trying to figure out the level of cruise quality here because like sometimes it looks pretty shitty as in you've hired ub40 to be your fucking cruise band but then on the other hand we're all wearing tuxedos to dinner and there's like a diamond show but this is like 97 or whatever so like ub40 like the, the wave had crested but there was still a little bit of after ripples UB40. i don't know man those seas were almost calm <laughs> <laughs> they were all but calm Red, red wine? Come yeah. on, guys. Yep. All but calm. See, now, <laughs> you hear that, they come and play that song, you're like, all right, this is a nice time. And then you're like, oh, wait, there's a whole other concert. They're not just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not going to just do red, red wine all the time. Yeah, yeah also, it's a fucking 14-night cruise. <laughs> what, do you think they're every night? What? I mean, how many bands you got on there? This Where's is a hell cruise. What about David? Maybe David Johansson's on there doing hot, hot, hot. Oh, oh yeah. Now we're talking. Uh -huh. Now yeah. we're talking. Mm -hmm. Then you just really? kill you. Then you maybe really? you kill yourself. That, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Buster Poindexter is better than UB40. Well, maybe he's gonna do some New York Dolls tunes while he's there too. He doesn't mm. have to be Buster Poindexter the whole time. I guess. You know who's fucking themselves the whole time? UB40. Well, where are those? Where are those dolls, man? If if he's there, I want the dolls there. Ah, just do solo show. Mm -hmm. Maybe Why color not? me bad right, shows I'll... up. <laughs> <laughs> are we? Here's the thing. Are we like? Helicoptering <laughs> in other acts. Well, they did in uh, Under Siege, and it turned out to be terrorists. Oh, yeah, that's right. That really blew up in their face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who would buy Tommy Lee Jones as a rocker? Yeah, that was pretty foolish of them to let him aboard. But that's a movie that's like terrorists on a boat, and I'm paying attention. Absolutely. It's good. God, you know, like you really get the ins and outs of the boat. I know, I, hey. Put down the tweet. I know it's a different kind of boat. <laughs> <laughs> but show me something of this boat. I honestly feel like I don't know anything. You know what we are shown in this movie? Um, the cruise director, played by the same actress who plays Lucy Moran from Twin Peaks. Oh, right. She's just there doing her like little high-pitched voice the whole time. 
But here's something. So everybody's getting evacuated. Yes. And like Jason Patrick's like, oh, no, this is too easy or something. Well, because, Steve, it turns out he's like a master detective. Uh-huh. And he's, you know what he's got? A whiff of something foul. But, Most foul. And this is the only other time that people die in the movie is like people are, uh, uh, the, the, the mother of the girl who's missing is like, oh, let me off the boat. Let me off the, the life raft. And she shakes it, and like four people fall to their deaths. Oh, yeah. And the dad's <laughs> like, that's not your fault, honey. That's not your fault. I'm like, dude, that's your fault, honey. First of all, you shouldn't be in that boat, first of all. There's some other like uh, stipulation that Defoe uh, sets up where he's like, you have such and such amount of time to get these people. Like, he stops the yeah. boat, and yeah. he's like, you have such and such amount of time to get these people off the boat before I start it again. And the, like, Tamor Morrison, I think it is, has the line like, oh, we can't, like, be lowering these things when the boat is moving. And they dick around for so long that Defoe starts the boat up oh. again. <laughs> well, and this shit- gonna, you know what? I- you got 10 minutes for the bathroom. I'm starting the car. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like this boring action sequence where Jason Patrick's like saving like this cruise photographer that we have to meet. Dante, the f- cruise photographer. Oh yeah. He definitely says something about like uh, at the beginning of the movie, he takes their picture and he's like, and remember me, my name is Dante. And I'm like, yeah, remember me for later in the movie. Please, God, let me be in the movie more. Well, Sandra Bullock's like, no, it's Dante. Like he's hanging off. <laughs> Well, this, I guess it worked. You're right. This is the movie entering like a black hole. This yeah. like abyss. Like, kill Dante. Have something sure. Because who cares? That old lady bites it. The, 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 In sparkle, Titanic? Sparkle motion. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, no, that, that's, that's, Sorry, little, that's the long, go- long game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> You know what? The Titanic finally caught up to her, Steve. <laughs> no one gets away from the Titanic. That's it. <laughs> That's a creepy ending to that movie. It's you've always been here. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of a you've always been here slash like we've been waiting for you this whole time. Like, it's a, the, like the shining with the portrait. Exactly. She also, went to hell, right? Like that's oh, what she happened. Went straight to hell. <laughs> Do you think they have to reenact the sinking of that ship for all eternity? Yes, every night. Definitely. Yeah. And Why are just... they all in hell? I mean, I can understand Kathy Bates and Billy Zane being there. <laughs> well, Leonardo DiCaprio. David Warner is in there. That's David Warner is ready to kill on that boat. Yes. Now, Leonardo DiCaprio is in hell because he commits suicide in the end by letting go of yep, the plane. Yep, that's oh, right. Oh, you're right. That's a cardinal yeah, sin. Yeah, kind she, of a technicality. And she goes to hell for letting him. So exactly, it's a double, yeah. It's a yeah. double, double whammy. Oh, she goes to hell for throwing away <laughs> precious jewels. Also for premarital sex in that car. It was yep. pretty steamy. Oh, yeah. That's the steamiest window in all of cinema. It looked great, but you paid for it. So <laughs> Billy Zane goes on a boat with his girlfriend. He's like, you know what? I better get this professional assassin to hold our bags. Like, yeah. what is David Warner's deal in that movie? I don't know, but he's probably killing people with a piano wire mm-hmm. on the mainland, Well, right? he's just there to kill Irish, I think, is the idea. <laughs> it's like, in case any of the Irish get, get a little uh, r- rickety on the boat. Any of them Irish Catholics, get them away from me, mm-hmm. says Billy Zane in Titanic. So there's a lot of back and forth. We're going all around the boat. I mean, like, and it's all just boring. Apparently, the, and the boat is going towards, it's going 20 knots an hour, which is just like, I don't know. I don't know. what I, I don't know boat speeds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. 50 miles an hour in a fucking bus. I got it. Yep. And I mean, like, it's. A bu- the problem with a boat is it's so big you don't feel that speed. You don't notice any of the kinetic energy. Yeah, you're right. Like it's like oh my god, the planet's spinning much faster now. 
<laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, you got me. Yeah, it's just the fact that this is a sequel to Speed. Like, and how I are there g- no sharks? Yeah, yeah, you're right. On the boat or just in general? <laughs> I'm just on vacation. <laughs> oh, they got us down here with the Irish. Let's dance. <laughs> it's, I call this one a fin jig. <laughs> I'm a dancing shark. 24-hour buffets and a casino. I'm in shark heaven. Well, yeah. Or I was thinking, like they they circled the boat at one point. That's a an adventure. Well, the boat <laughs> the boat would have to be stopped for that, oh, right, and then that's right. like definitely no. no speed. Well, you get- if you're at zero knots, dude. As the movie lets me yeah. know later, zero knots is no speed. But maybe like all these people get chomped up in, in the in the blades of the propeller, and then oh, it's oh, chum. chum trail, yeah, chum yeah. trails, <laughs> speed two chum trails. There's a conspiracy about chum trails. <laughs> And then all the sharks come, and then I don't. I guess you would have to stop the boat. Well, I think that's like deep water three colon chum trail. Open water. Oh, open water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open water three chum trails. That's what it could be. <laughs> like we we like killed. Oh, that's what it is. It's the mafia, and they're mm. out on a boat. And they it. fucking kill somebody yep. like big pussy, and they <laughs> saw him up and start throwing him overboard. Nice. And then the sharks start following the chum trails. Then the boat breaks down. They somehow all fall in the water. Right. Open water three colon chum trails. You know what you got is a treatment. <laughs> that, that, I better go type this up. I'll be right back. That is great. None of them know how to repair the boat because they're just Italian mobsters. Absolutely. Yep. Then, dude, sharks versus mafia. It's the biggest untapped market. <laughs> You're totally There's right. A, a new shark movie coming out this summer, actually. Oh, yeah? Oh, and it kind of looks cool. Oh, wait. Well, there was a, like, that girl surfing, and it's like, uh-oh, I can't get out of here now. It's uh, What's-Her-Face from Green Lantern, I believe. Oh, Blake Lively. I think it's Blake Lively. I think yeah. it is, too, yeah. She goes surfing, and then like she gets stuck on a rock, and there's like a shark fucking with her. And I got to tell you, bravo to this trailer. You see a dude just being eaten alive in the trailer. It was a good trailer. I actually thought it was an open water sequel. I did too. When I was like, yeah. it. Well, you know what? Chum Trails coming next summer. <laughs> Directed Amazon streaming. But if, it- if that movie does well, they'll definitely be Chum Trails. <laughs> and honestly, if you're interested in making Chum Trails, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Totally. We will get to work on this screenplay. You finance it. Yeah. Hey. We got yourself a directed DVD movie. I mean, Steve Sharip is down the block, literally right now. I think I, I saw him at the pizza place on the way up here, so like I yeah. could grab him. Yep, no, he's in I... Chum Trail. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? My uh, I was about to say my favorite part of this movie, but let's not get nuts, Andrew. Uh, so there's like all these rich people get stuck in a hallway or some such business, yeah. and it's like heating up. So they all start, like, taking off their clothes for some reason. You remember oh, this? Yeah. yeah. So everybody's just getting naked. You and hear the that, fa- boys? <laughs> the fat guy from Friends is, like, pissed off that he's got to, like, take his shirt off or whatever. And he points to this, like, singer on the cruise. And he's like, hey, why isn't she having to take her pants off or whatever? And she's like, because I'm not wearing any underwear, Harvey. And, like, the camera, like, sort of tilts down. Oh, yeah. And this woman, like... Pulls her dress up and like hisses at this man. <laughs> I don't understand why this needs to be in Speed Two Cruise Control. <laughs> well, they're, they're blocked in a hallway and like poisonous gas is coming in. So they oh, have right, to like the gas. Oh, oh they're trying gas? to stuff up. 
Yeah, Which, I mean, at like that steam. point, I'm getting naked in public. If my if me taking my dress off is going to stop this poisonous gas, what yeah. The, what does clothing have to do with it? Because they're stuffing up the vents. Oh. They're trying to block off all the vents. But then Chandy, uh, Sand, I almost called her Chandy Bullock, but she is Chandy <laughs> Bullock at this point because she has a chainsaw. Yes. She does, goes Leatherface on the door. It's just so because the gag then, you know, she cuts the hole in the door and she's like, do you think you guys can fit through? And like, she's still running the saw in like, this dude's it, face. God damn it. Like, you don't even know how to do this. <laughs> also, I don't need to be, you know, forced into laughter yep. in Speed 2 Cruise Control. You laughing yet? <laughs> So towards like the middle-ish end of this movie is God, all fucking two hours and five minutes. The, the 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 boat is now finally getting close to a uh, oil tanker, right? It's, yes. it's about to hit an oil tanker, and like Jason Patrick's like, eh, we should probably stop it, and like everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right, Jason Patrick. And eventually, he gets in pursuit of Willem Dafoe, who apparently now has like this power glove that, that he can <laughs> hack. The doors and shit, dude. And, this is I mean, so fucking stupid. <laughs> it is a power glove. And when did these? When did this cruise ship get Star Trek doors? Yeah, it's a it's bunch like, of like bop, and it just like hisses closed. And I'm just like, wait, what? 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 No, like no fucking power doors in this movie, please. It's ridiculous. And he's like laughing at Defoe, or he's laughing at Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick's got a shotgun on this guy. You know what? This dude's like taking over the cruise ship. Just How about it. some buckshot to those feet? Just do it. Yep. He doesn't do it. And then it's just like you get that witch laugh, right? <laughs> and the yeah. door closes, and that's Jason Patrick's one week weakness, apparently. Just shotgun the fucking door. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Keep going after him. You have that shotgun. And he's later thwarted by doors, too, when now <laughs> we have the grenade sequence. Yes. Oh, right. Willem Dafoe like, locks him in like a dance club or it's something. Like, he locked him in a chamber of doors. <laughs> and you'll never get out of there because they're doors. And I, I, I locked all the doors with grenades. I had my leeches do it. Go get him, boys. <laughs> See, that's another reason why it's so obnoxious that he doesn't have a team of henchmen because yeah, he has to like, do everything. And when did he do this? He's like, the whole movie is Willem Dafoe running around with a backpack <laughs> laughing. Well, because he also, by the way, in the, in the, in the uh, 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 gala scene, the cruise director's like, who wants to see $17.5 million worth of jewels that are on this boat? Wait, why? <laughs> We've got UB40 and an excessive amount of jewels. Yeah, it's a diamond fashion show, and I don't get it. They didn't have this on the big red boat. I mean, <laughs> it's the only cruise I went on, but I didn't see any diamond jewelry show, man. And that's what Willem Dafoe puts in this enormous backpack. It's a real, like, hefty-duty L.L. Bean. You could fucking hike Everest in this thing. What I, was, what I was getting at is when uh, Tamar Morrison breaks one of his arms, because he winds up breaking <laughs> both of his arms in this movie, with, which is kind of funny. With the line, I think I broke me other arm. <laughs> Slow clap for this screenplay. Oh, I mean, like, the ending of this movie-ish, right? Is, I mean, like, the boat's going towards the thing. They're trying to slow it down They're by, trying to like, slow it. by, like, wrapping stuff around the propeller. Yeah. Sure, that's a, that's a scene with a whole bunch of outdated computer animation. And again, like Willem Dafoe has the has the jewels. He he's he's disgraced this boat enough. <laughs> Yet he's like, oh no, he's gonna not crash the boat. That's gonna ruin my plan. And it's like, what? Just get on an, and he knows where the escape boat is, right? right. Like it's a yeah. little a little uh, uh, jet ski thing that he's gonna get on eventually. 
just get on it now and just be done with but it. But he keeps on getting these notifications, like, oh, no. No, now this happened. Now they're making progress here, and they're doing this. And even, well, like... How do you get through that door? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Oh, no, my leeches. I fr- gotta go back for the boys! <laughs> no! Oh, yeah, yeah. Catalog this erection. <laughs> one one of the one of the funny scenes was when Jason Patrick finally gets to his to Defoe's cabin and opens yeah. it up and it's just this tub of leeches floating around. <laughs> yeah. And they just show us a tub of leeches. It, sure, it, 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 it was the one legitimate laugh. I would I would have loved it though if we had to go back for the boys, the boys and the composition notebook he's been using as his boner catalog since late eighty <laughs> seven. Right, it's got like a Zeppelin sticker on it. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking. I mean, like literally, you got to think about it. This would be like, you know, a uh, 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 Kevin's uh, Kevin Spacey's Notebooks and Seven. There's just there's thousands of them somewhere. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I got an erection on the bus today. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. How is it also not a thing where like? <laughs> Where, like, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe was, like, friends with Dennis Hopper. Sure. Or w- something. Why not? Because I guess, like, since Keanu isn't oh, no, reprising he my his father. Role. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my dad! Yeah. I mean, sure. The problem is he would go after Keanu. Keanu's yeah. the one that killed. That's true. Killed Dennis Hopper in that movie. Yeah. And Sandy was just driving the bus. So Sandy gets kidnapped, right? Because, like, he's like, oh, sure. well. I know Jason Patrick, whose name is Alex, by the way, which is not a very yeah. like. It's not Jack. It's not like it's you know. It's not a commanding. It's basically one of the most boring names you can have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, outside of Eric. So, so, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm just worried about Alex's listening now. Yeah, that's fine. You should be concerned for all of them. But uh, he's like, oh, Alex likes you, lady. That's why I'm going to keep you for extra insurance. And it's like, what are you talking? Just get on that fucking boat and leave. Like, kidnapping her guarantees that, like, Jason Patrick is going to go after him. Yeah. Like, Like, nobody cares about these jewels. Nobody even knows about them. You barely care about these jewels, Willem Dafoe. (laughs) It's a total, like, oh, diamonds, huh? Okay. (laughs) Sure. I got room in this huge backpack for some diamonds. (laughs) Like that's here that's the thing, like the great turn about Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yep. You think that Jeremy Irons is fucking with Bruce Willis to get revenge for his brother for dropping him out uh, uh, off of Nakatomi, right? And then like it's no, that's just a thing to you know, the cover for like stealing the gold. Yes. That's cool. Like if this somebody had fun. Holy Toledo. <laughs> better movie. Die Hard with a Vengeance, better movie. But like the boat, there needs to be a line about, like, the captain says to, like, Tamar Morrison, like, by the way, on, you know, this, you know, this outing, we're also carrying a billion dollars or what, like, what, anything. Sure. Because I got fucking fired from the cruise ship company and they didn't pay for my leech insurance, like... Not a reason to be a villain in an action movie. No. Getting fired is not a reason to be a villain in yeah, an action movie. Yeah, that's the Alex of motivations. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking Michael Douglas and falling down. So Alex, uh, uh, Sandy goes one way. Alex is going another way, which is into uh, St. Thomas or St. Martin. Uh, St. Martin. Yeah. And this is the most expensive stunt in the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, cool. 
the boat just kind of goes into St. Martin's and it takes forever. Like, every, there's like 12 different running gags of people like. Oh my God, these gags. These people deserve to die. There's a guy like. <laughs> every last one of them. I'm not, you, you could tell the day's been going on a while already. There's people <laughs> mulling around the boardwalks and whatnot. This dude walks up to his, sto- his store window. He's like, <laughs> it's open. Oh, is that a boat coming through town? Closed. <laughs> dude, and all those gags. There's, a wom- there's the gag with the woman on the payphone who's like. Not even acting like she doesn't physically <laughs> yeah, say know. anything. It's all ADR, and she's just like, "I need you to get to wall." And it's like, dude, you would see and hear this boat from yards out. And then there's like some woman being shown an apartment, and this is when we get our classic, which is our favorite gag in all movies: is "Mommy, there's just something outside." Oh, sure. Oh, uh, Jeremy, shut up. A Godzilla, a cruise ship, whatever you want to throw at this kid. And again, like to your point, Andrew, like they're they're, they're just showing an apartment. You hear a fucking boat crash into St. Thomas or St. Martin's. Everything's stopping. And it's so stupid that it's the same gag like 12 times. And even before that, there's people like just swimming in the bay and they're like, oh, no, it's the boat. Like, run. You know what? Just get out of and the this way. This boat didn't just randomly turn off a cloaking device. It's, been, yeah, it's not a Klingon seaboat. It also, 15 minutes prior to hitting ground, smashed into an oil tanker and like rubbed up against it. Everyone would hear that. It's not that far away. How no one thought of any of this. And also, wouldn't it like scrape the ocean, uh, ocean or sea floor a little bit or whatever leading up to? Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, most that definitely. would stop it first. Yeah. Yeah, or at least slow it down a little bit. At least slow it down. And you've got like this is you know like the boats coming in, and this is the way you realize like it's slowing down. You see like the little knotometer, and the Scottish guy's reading it, and he's like. 15 knots! And he's like, you know, shaking and everything. <laughs> she can't handle this pressure, Captain. I know. <laughs> but it's also like he's doing it for no one's benefit. Like, no one else in the room is like, 12 knots, <laughs> 4 knots! And it's like, <laughs> who are you talking to? 3 knots! <laughs> okay, like, he's shaking, man. It's crazy. Also, this is when Tamar Morrison breaks his other arm. I think I broke me other arm. A oh, good thing I got a clone. I got a bunch of little <laughs> organ donors. Isn't that right, Boba? A little organ hey, farm. Limb donors. <laughs> uh, also included in this, uh, a fat guy carrying groceries. Perfect. Who uh, the anchor like falls onto his convertible and he yeah. has the line, My car! <laughs> a dog who should be dead but somehow gets out alive. And the biggest who was asking for this of this movie is a reprisal of the guy from the first movie with the sports car. Good is Lord. down here, and he's got this boat, and he's, like, entertaining a lady. And, like, it's like, hey, remember how much you like this guy in Speed 1? Well, he's back, but also had no interaction with Sandra Bullock in the first movie, so it can't even be a not you again. It should be Alan Ruck. Yes! <laughs> Why not? He was probably available. He's, Alan Ruck's always available. But this guy, like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be like, 
hooting and hollering in the theater because expensive car guy from the first movie is back and becomes an integral part of the end of the film because he's helping Jason Patrick out. Jason Patrick steals his sports boat. And he's like, oh, no, you got to give me a receipt for that because that didn't work out well last time. And everyone's yep. like, yep, crazy. Oh, my God, dude. And like, Sandra so Bullock stupid. is like smacking Willem Dafoe around. Willem Dafoe smacking Sandra Bullock around. Oh, it's a real slap fight. And it's like, dude. Let this woman go. Just throw her off and throw her speed off. away. Yeah, you've got your jewel. He gets on a, and then he gets on an airplane, and he she's still smacking <laughs> right. him, and he's like, "Well, I, you better come with me." Like you need some kind of right. line of dialogue. Well, he's given a bunch of one liners, like, "Are you enjoying your vacation so far?" And it's like, <laughs> "What are you talking about? How do you like it on the high seas, Spider Man?" So on this plane, then they start doing their Death Star run, and, <laughs> and Han Solo comes out of nowhere. In a speedboat. God damn, fuck this movie, dude. It <laughs> is so long. Shot, kid. It is so long, and there's so... Like, what are we... We don't need this. No, we don't need it. So, long story short, Jason Patrick, like, is able to get onto the plane. It's like one of those seaplanes, you know, and um, he just punches Willem Dafoe in the face one time, and, like, one of the, uh, like, float prop things for this plane like falls off and they you know like land back in the water and Defoe takes off and then just crashes into this like it's a pretty good crash it's a cool crash but it's like the the heroes of the film have nothing to do with the villain's demise yeah that's the true. first movie is Keanu Reeves fucking props him up decapitated I'm taller right. awesome one liner pretty cool this but movie ev- they're watching yeah. him from afar crash the plane because everyone's nice guys including the villain who's like oh everyone get out have you know have a nice vacation I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I apologize for doing this I got fired for getting blood cancer <laughs> take a leech on your way out <laughs> You know, here's a diamond. I don't need all these diamonds. I'm not going to live. <laughs> give these. Give the boys a good home, huh? Yeah. Buy them something nice with all these diamonds I'm giving you. I leave, I leave $17.4 million <laughs> to my leeches. <laughs> the lawyer, like, can't figure it out. He's like, who are the boys? <laughs> oh, my God. So, what, he's, he, he, he's stuck on this oil tanker. Yeah, he crashes the plane into like some sort of big antenna thing. Right, and then for some reason that just blows everything. You up. sort of see like gas dripping. He's laughing his balls off, and then he blows up, and Jason Patrick can like barely be bothered to look up at it. <laughs> he really can't. It's, and then it's just like we're back on this dude's boat, and my God, does he finally pop the question. Oh. And I'm cheering in the theater. No, the, the the line that I love is uh he goes, You better you should do the vacation plans from now on. Oh man, that's a joke in a fucking John Candy movie is what that is. <laughs> and then like it just like as if it's like a bad episode of Magnum PI, the credits are just like Directed by Jan de Bon. It's like, wow, this is all just really terrible. Am I the only one that got the uh, the uh, the the stinger scene? 
No, with Tim Conway? I got it. Oh, where he's got the Infinity Stones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's annoying because it's like she's back taking this driver's test and she's, again. But also, like, I should have mentioned this earlier, but why is she presented as such a terrible driver? She was driving a, a great, fucking bus. A great driver in the first movie. It would be great if she had a line like, I can only handle buses. I can't get used to this pedestrian transportation. Oh, no, she keeps running into baby carriages. Like, oh, I thought it was just cans. Oh, God, Jack told me it was just cans. I thought cans went in those. I've killed 15 kids in <laughs> Los Angeles. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm going to jail. Well, also, I mean, that brings up a thought. This vacation wouldn't even happen because after this wild goose chase that she puts the police on at the beginning of yeah, this she's movie. going to jail. And then destroys police property. Like, I don't care that you're sleeping with someone on the Suicide Squad, man. Yeah. You're going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? You're certainly not leaving the country. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I've seen a thousand episodes of Law and & Order. And you're not getting your license. Also, yeah, like, Tim Conway has a line at the beginning, like, you're never going to drive in this state or whatever. And it's like, here we are, and I'm just fucking chuckling while I'm putting my jacket on in the theater. Oh, I bet there was some line in the first movie about, like, that's why I take the bus. Yeah. Um, I can't drive, but... She, oh, she, maybe, yeah. She learns how in that, and she shouldn't be terrible. Well, did you, did you get the gag, though, at the end? Like, so it's like... Tim Conway's like, oh, here we go again. And she's like trying to pull out into the traffic. She's like taking a left out of this parking lot. And she's like, she's like waving at cars to stop or whatever. And then it cuts to black, and you totally hear a car accident happen. Oh, really? Are they dead at the end of this movie? I don't know, dude. That's the thing. I guess save it for the sequel that never happened. Or was this scene actually from the start of the movie, and they've been dead the whole time? Now, that's a fan theory I can get behind. Yeah, I think so. It's just the last thing you hear before, like, bad fart rock comes on (laughs) is, like, a car accident sound. It's just all her subconscious firing, like, oh, will Alex ever marry me? And then that's all also why you get random shit that makes no sense like leeches <laughs> like leeches and chainsaws on cruise ships right, step like by step bits of an old <laughs> bits <laughs> yeah, bits of an old movie you saw once oh yeah totally <laughs> yeah no they've been dead the whole time that whole like i mean the craziest thing about this movie is seriously when like when she gets kidnapped her and Willem Dafoe are out of this movie for like a solid 25 minutes. Yep. And it's just Jason Patrick manually trying to steer the boat. Yeah. Like they do the with, whole yeah. side swipe of the oil tanker. With with Django Fett like watching. <laughs> well, he broke his arm and he broke his other arm. God, what a useless piece of shit. It's so fucking terrible. I mean, that's the movie. Would anybody recommend it? Not at all. Uh, no. I would recommend a superior film called The Uninvited from 1988. It's a cruise movie wherein a cat, a, a, a genetically engineered cat with a rat in its mouth uh-huh. that, like, kills people, uh-huh. takes over George Kennedy's cruise... Uh huh. <laughs> it's kind of worse than what I'm saying, but kind of great. It's, wow. it's, I need it's, to watch that. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's this. I, I don't understand how this thing kills people. Yeah, but it does. It's probably something to do with that rat in its mouth. It does. <laughs> well, I would not recommend this movie either, and I will recommend a better movie as well. Oh, good. This one's called Speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen this for the first Speed. 
classic action movie, man. Nice nineties thing. We're on we're on cell phones in that movie. Not a lot of cell phone banter back and forth. No. Enough though. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I mean in this movie. Oh, oh, yeah, no, there's none. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend this movie. I would recommend Ghost Ship. Really? Uh, f- compa- over Speed 2 Cruise Control? <laughs> sure. The Poseidon remake? I'd recommend that over this movie. Yeah, I'd recommend um, basically anything over this movie. <laughs> you know what I'd recommend over this movie? Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. I was kind of yep. wishing I was watching. That movie's a cool 90-something minute. Sure. And honestly, Jason Patrick, Jason Voorhees... <laughs> <laughs> you know the winner. That's Speed 2 Cruise Control, directed by Jan Debon. For more WHM, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast. Right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate your time doing that now. Next week's episode, the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Day. That's a lot of fun. A little counter-programming, getting yeah. a little something different. A little know? family teen comedy. And honestly, that was a summertime classic in my house. It oh, yeah. We love movies. It and just might be. It just might be. We owned this on VHS in the Juvenile household. Of course you did. Yeah. I think it might have been a taped-off HBO situation. Yeah. yeah. Don't know that we paid for it outright. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Thank you.